Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. And once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of Soul Vibration. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffries of the Jeffries Peace Project and Kuguma Publishing One Media Network. My co-host, Dr. Nana Kwaku, is close by. Yes, Hotep, brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to Soul Vibrations. Uh, my name is Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku of Family Solutions, Inc. and T25CL Entertainment. Uh, this evening we got an open, open mic going here. We want you people to call in and vocalize your opinions and thoughts and dreams or whatever it is that you think we ought to be doing as African people all over the planet to to elevate ourselves out of this, this state of uh, uh, slave mentality, you know, uh, we were talking earlier, me and my co-host and, and, and the chief were talking about uh, how do we uh, how do we move beyond continuing to ask these people for something? You know, we ask them to be free. We ask them to pay us for slavery. We, we keep going to the polls voting for these people, and no matter how many African people we get into office, it seems like the condition of the masses of the African people all over in the United States and all over the planet are still suffering. Uh, we're still without uh, the ability to create our own economy. And I think personally that that is what lies at the root of our dysfunctionality is the fact that we control own nothing. We are just here. We are employees, workers. And um, if you read back in history, you hear them talking about workers were not people to be classified as totally human. They were just people to be utilized to to meet the needs of the of the well-to-do or the rich or the one percent, however you want to express yourself on, on that on that particular issue. So just uh, you know, once again, the number is one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and put in the. Um, the ID number, uh, which is uh, a one four zero three seven nine pound, and then enter the PIN number uh, a one and then pound, and you will be logged in to talk live to myself or my co-host brother Corey Jeffers of the Jeffers Peace Project. Also, you can tune in by going to t25cl.com and go on the website and check on the shows that we have on the air. And tonight, uh, you're listening to Soul Vibrations. So please, by all means, uh, uh, let us hear from you tonight. And back over to my co-host, Brother Corey Jeffers. What you got to say, brother? Well, um, T25CL stands for Towards 25th Century Living. And our thoughts are how we can move the black uh, the black diaspora into the 25th century. But uh, we can't get there if we don't know how to launch uh, this 
this mothership into the next millennium. We have to we have to realize that uh, it's necessary at this stage to re-educate ourselves, and all that starts at home with with the family. You know, there are a lot of us uh, flying solo out there and and uh, doing for self, and, and and not reaching back to assist. And you know, it, it's frustrating the things that we have to do when you when you do things individual individually. You go through a lot of trials and tribulations, and and you feel like you're fighting by yourself. And then once you once you get uh, to a level where you have some little form of comfort, you're so exhausted that you don't have anything left to reach back and help anybody else. The mentality is, I got mine, you get yours. But but in actuality, if you think outside the box and think in terms of while you're climbing, to to to, to reach out and, and and encourage somebody to climb along with you, you don't have to you don't have to make that ascension by yourself. You know, um, uh, and, and that's the one special thing about P25. We're, we're a, uh, a, a a global mobilization organization, and what I mean by that is all of all of our um, aspirations and dreams include our, our, our brethren and our sisters alike in in terms of uh, moving forward to better to better what we do, so we can be a platform and a conduit to promote what you do. We we can lift you up by doing the best we can do and keeping you in the know. And the best way to keep you in the know also is by uh, getting stories. We, we we attack things from every angle as far as uh, working collectively with nonprofits, um, working with, with, with various schools. If you go to our website uh, now and in the future, you'll, you will see as, as we expand and, and, and grow, uh, our advertisement brand that you will see that we're partnering up with with, with colleges to to help encourage our youth and to teach them so uh, uh, an in depth uh, aspect to social media in terms of engineering behind the scenes, in terms of uh, learning how to uh, start your own businesses and things. And and uh, from an entrepreneur standpoint in in our community, that's what it's going to take to actually circulate our dollars. And, and and this is a wonderful show we have planned for you today. It's an open mic, like, like my co-host, Dr. Quakely, said. But uh, what we're talking about, what the questions are, uh, like, of course, we're trying to find solutions in, in, in terms of how do we progress as Africans? Uh, what's the next move for African people? Uh, we've, we've seen what the pitfalls and the, and the myths are about voting and 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 of course our civil rights in terms of uh, uh, the entire U.S. federal level, state state level and local level are being challenged. They're not they're not even balanced. Some things that fly on the federal level aren't flying on the state level. Some things that are flying on the state level aren't flying at the local level. And it's all become frustrating and very confusing, and and we happen to be, you know, the doormats that are underneath all of this confusion. We we deal with uh, prison industrial complex with gentrification, which basically just moves us around the chessboard like a bunch of pawns. You know, we we we, we, we you know it used to be fashionable 
for uh, people to live outside of the city that worked in the city. And now those same people have decided that the place to be is in the city, so now they're moving us out of the city. And, you know, at any whim of, of change that strikes the status quo, they just move us around, you know. Those of us who have homes are homeless in a sense. When you when you think about being outpriced uh, in terms of rental properties and things like that, you wind up having to pack up and leave or your job's taken away. Well, then you either have to work uh, out in uh, areas that are way too far to commute to. And so we hope to find some solutions and at least, you know, uh, peak your mind on how to think outside the box and, 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 and think about whatever passion you have. What, what do you think you can do to uh, better your community, uh, educate the people that you live at home with, and, and, uh, and how we can work as a tribe together? So uh, give us a little something, Dr. Quaker. What do you think right now it's going to take for us to uh, – I mean, what options do we have? Well, uh, let me let me just say this. Uh, uh, I don't know how actively you are uh, listening to the rhetoric that's going on and the political campaigns. And let me just be honest. Uh, they've already made it very clear that as soon as they get Obama out of there, all of those executive orders or things that he may have done, they're going to overturn. This is the tradition of America. Whenever somebody get in and do a little something, then somebody come right behind them and change that. I am a, a strong believer in the in the doctrine of Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X. You know, if if the Constitution was a real legitimate document, they would have never had to pass a civil rights bill. Why? All men are equal. All men are supposed to be treated as such. The the whole thing here is that we have got to understand that there's a, a, a hierarchy in, in 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 the world that controls the masses of the wealth, and the way that they maintain their power and control is by keeping us subservient, to keep us working for them, and they control the prices and the movement of every single thing that we do. And I, you know, personally, I know a lot, a lot of people out there probably don't agree with it. They say, well, we have to work within the system. Well, the system isn't working for us. So what do we do when the system is not working for us? Do we continue to pray? Yeah, we pray, but we're not going to pray that these people change because I don't think that the change is, is, is high on the agenda as far as they're concerned. Things are going, would you want things changed if you were doing what they were doing? They're living good. They're making millions of dollars. They can afford to go do whatever they need to do, send their kids to the best colleges. You know, so why should they want those things changed? In order for our lives to change, that means that some of the stuff that they are getting, they have to give up. Uh, I heard a guy say something one time, and I thought it was it was kind of funny at the time. And uh, we were talking about hunger in the world. And he said, well, there wouldn't be no hunger people if some people would stop eating so much. So we we, we have one group of people that's eating up everything. And then uh, we have restaurants right here in this town. In fact, I was at a place when, in Richmond. 
where if they have food left over, they can't give it away to homeless people. They have to throw it in the garbage. You know, so you have to ask, well, what kind of thinking is that? You have to look at what it stands for. They, if they're afraid if they start giving it away, people are going to be standing out there waiting on them to throw it away. And, and they won't come in to buy something. I guess that's the way they figured. I don't know. But the thing that we have to be conscious of is that nobody is going to give us anything. We have to demand. We have to demand respect. We have to demand the things that's necessary for us to live a decent life and to provide a, a, a stable environment for our children. There ain't no one way for us to do that, politically, educationally, uh, uh, you know, security-wise. We have to take control of all of the things that affect our lives. And there, I know there are people like saying, we, we can't do that. They're not going to allow us to do that. We're not asking them to allow us to do it. We're doing it because it's necessary for us to continue what our ancestors laid down, which is to get up every day and fight through whatever you have to for the fear of the uh, of the doubt that you have about being able to live a certain the lifestyle of the rich and famous, forget about the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Ninety-five percent of the people on this planet are never going to see a lifestyle of the rich and famous. So get that through your mind and then say, okay, how can we make the world better for all of us? And, and you know, one of the things about uh, uh, this, this guy, Bernie Sanders, that's running, uh, uh, running for president, is he talks this game, and I understand he did some marching in the 60s with Martin Luther King now, but where have he been for the last 30 years when he was sitting up there in, in, the, in the Senate? You know, why wasn't he screaming then about all the injustice that he set up in there and listened to and even vote on some of those things? Where was he then? Now he wants to be president. You know, and I say to people, it doesn't matter which one of them get in there that things are not going to change that much for the, for the masses of the people. And let's, let's get some feedback from somebody else, some of the other people out here. Uh, I see Lady Roz is online there. Uh, what do you say about that, Lady Roz? Hello? Okie dokie. Um, I see she's on the board here, but... Yeah. Uh, if you want to come in, Lady Roz, uh, feel free to feel free to join in here. Uh, she has a, a wonderful show that she hosts, and, and she's another one of the T25 family. And of course, uh, uh, you know, we 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 talk about these things just so everybody can know. We we you know, it's like uh, why are we talking about a lot of things that are that are similar? constantly on our show and it's because from week to week we have the same problems you know we could talk about this and move on which which we will at some point in time but sometimes when you're teaching curriculum or or you're or you're reading scriptures you have to go over over and over and over again you have different listeners on uh different times and and uh of course you can always go to our website and 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 uh you know uh, listen to some of our shows that have that have that have come past us, but um, you know the whole idea is to really think outside the box. And Dr. Quick, you just hit on something that was kind of interesting because you said, you know, we we want to be respectful of all of our spiritual brothers and sisters, our, our Buddhist, Muslim, Christian. 
we're all under one God, and none of us can judge one about what the other one is doing. But when we talk about praying, we can pray that these things change. You know, you know. Let's let's talk really um, critically realistic here. You know, praying could be could bring about change, but it's not the praying by itself. You don't pray. You know, you can. We don't control the weather. You know, it can be sunny today, and we pray that it rains tomorrow, and that can happen. But when we're talking about masses of people and governments and such that have a systematic thing in there that's been going on for years. A prayer isn't going to make everybody in government say, hey, let's call a meeting and stop doing this, you know, because you have individuals in all these positions running the government. It would take something absolutely uh, unforeseen like uh, uh, like like a huge spaceship going across where we could look up and we and 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 it would say that this is from the, uh, uh, we're representatives of God and everybody has to start treating each other the same or we're going to annihilate you annihilate this planet. Of course, if if it, if it presented itself where we could see a reason that would make sense. For, for to move a mass a mass of people into another way of thinking, then uh, you know that's worth considering. But for us to sit back and to think that saying a prayer is going to make all of this stuff that's run by individuals make them all change their minds at the same time, you're, you're living. You, you you should be up in outer space with that spaceship that we're waiting on to to make us change our mind. It's not going to happen that way. Praying for people, for individuals. Some are going to get it. Some aren't. But God has given us in His image. He's given us minds to think for our things for ourselves. And I would tend to believe that when you change. Your way of thinking, and you change, and you and you and you communicate with the people next to you. We can't even get it right when it comes to socialism. We talk about we call people that are running for office. Oh, he's a socialist. Like that's something negative. If you look up what the word socialize means, we you know the government has found a way to twist that into something negative. Being a socialist comes from socializing. You socialize with people, that, that's a positive way of communication. You socialize to introduce yourself, to learn, to, to, to go towards conflict resolution. When you, you should say he's an alienizator if you're talking about somebody who does not want to fix something. I don't agree with you. I don't want to talk about it. You stay on your side. You're either with us or against us. You keep your bombs. I keep my bombs. That's the stupidity that's going on uh, globally when we talk about why we're not able to resolve our issues. And the fact that Obama has done unprecedented things in terms of reaching out to Iran and Syria and Cuba in places that no other presidents have done, you know, that's as far as Obama can go. 
especially when the GOP tries to sabotage everything he does. Uh, black people expect him to get in the office and give us reparations. You're, you're asking him to wear a bullseye on his back, and you think those you think the uh, uh, Secret Service hasn't what didn't protect him in South America, or when that guy ran through the White House through the front lawn. What do you think would happen if Obama even tried to do anything like that? So, uh, can the problems of the human experience be solved without divine intervention? Now, that's a that's a good question. Uh, does anybody want to try and answer that question? Can the problem of the human experience be solved without divine intervention? Uh, no. I, let, me, let me speak to that for just a second here. I don't want to ramble on too long. But I think any time people collectively, you know, you know, change their mindset, you know, change the way that they think about how they're going to achieve certain kinds of things in the society, I think that that is a part of divine intervention. Uh, you can't really become more receptive and, and have knowledge flowing unless there's some kind of divine uh, intervention. You know, and but the thing about it is, I think one of the one of the major problems that I've always seen when you're dealing with uh, different kind of religion, religion to me doesn't have anything to do with divine intervention. Religion is just a way of that people do things. The atheists do it one day, the Christians do it this way, the Muslims do it one way. Everybody got their own way of doing something. But any any one of us that's truly connected to our, you know, to the 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 source that we originated from whether you call it God, Buddha, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is a kind of divine intervention. Now, the problem with divine intervention is that I can have divine intervention and have some other kind of uh, thinking process. So what we have to do is we have to, as we become more divinely connected, uh, we have to try to motivate and encourage us to step outside of that 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 uh, human experience that they've been existing in and, and to try something else. If you try something over and over and over again and it continues to fail, it never you're never able to achieve what you set out to, it's time for a change. Well, divine intervention happens when you connect with the real creator of us all. And people have a, a, a choice to, to, to call that or respond to that any way they like. But the real deal is is that uh, when we get up and make a decision to do something about the conditions of the world, uh, as my grandfather always told us, we have a responsibility to leave the world better than what we found it. I think the only way we can possibly do that is through divine intervention. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, the people who, who, who are able to do that, uh, these people are able to go out and solve problems and create uh, avenues for themselves and become more resourceful and become, and and they, like I said, they become more successful. And so what we have to do is we have to we have to understand that that the, the divine intervention or the creator or the God concept that we've been taught about uh, in in the history of, of of America certainly is not necessarily the God concept that we were given in the motherland in Africa. And that's the reason why we are in the condition that we are. Even on the continent, people are 
are suffering because you have all of these outside people coming in, dominating all of the wealth and, and controlling the land. So in order for us to to overcome this stuff, we have got to get back to a true divine intervention, get back to a, a, a creator resource that we came from. And even when you read, if you look at the, the Old Testament, one of the passages in there, and I hope some pastors out there listening would just call in, it, it is a constant. I don't know how many times. I would like to look it up sometimes. It keeps stating in there over and over that, that uh, God will return to man when man returns to God. I believe in America we have been worshiping false gods. And and we have been suffering here in this country for five hundred years and we've been suffering under the domain of, of Christendom for the last two to five, twenty five hundred years. So how long do we have to continue to to go down this road and and not see any positive results? And and as the chief said, we uh you know, we need that divine intervention. And those who are enlightened, uh, uh, you know, and are usually poor, what can they do to solve global poverty rate? By opening, expand your mind. Whatever you've been taught, question it. Open up your thinking. But you have the greatest weapon you have is your brain. Do you know that these people uh, claim they're sending rockets to the moon? They've got computers in there that can blow up half the people around the world, but they haven't created one, one thing out there that compares to one brain, your brain. And, uh, you know, once we realize that, that is intervention from the divine source to allow you to know that you have the ability to do all things. And one of the things that is another passage in the, in the Old Testament, it says that you can do Man can do anything that the creator can do. We were created in the image of the creative source. That doesn't mean from a physical body, man, female, like we interpret it. But we come from that. We come from the, the source in the universe that is all-powerful, that created all things, and we were given a brain and the ability to go out and use that brain. But what we've allowed, we've allowed these newcomers on the planet to dumb us down, to re-educate us, to stagnate our growth because we don't have the ability to rise above what they tell us. You know, I've always been as a child, uh, I guess they would call it mischievous or bad, but I was always questioning things. I remember I'd ask my grandmother in church, you know, what did that guy mean by that? And I said, that doesn't sound right. She said, you don't question God. Well, I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning the material that we have been fed. I'm, I'm questioning the doctrine that we've been fed for the last uh, 5,000 years, and it's time for us to get back to the source from whence we came. Thank you. Let me ask, let me ask you this, too. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, a two-part question here. What can those who are enlightened but unusually poor due to solve global poverty and racism, if possible? And also, uh, uh, what do you think the global mission of T25 is and, 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 and what can, uh, uh, can be done to help the people? What can the people do to help? 
Well, um, not the, 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 the mission of, of T25 is to uh, disseminate information, to educate people. Okay, to, okay. To That's one way of helping, getting the myth. Getting the message out there—that's one way of helping. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. what about enlightened people who are unusually poor? What can they do to solve? Because because we look when we look at enlightened people, the first thing I think about are are, are homeless people and, and 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 some people who are mentally ill are some are some really smart people. But there are homeless people that are smart people generally who are unusually poor, who 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 are who are poor. The only thing that they can do is stop spending. But when you're really at the lowest part of existence, your spending is only your your spending basically is just to stay above board. You know, you, you can't afford to not spend. What little you have has to go towards something. But what, in your opinion, Doctor Quaku, can 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 poor people do to, to help bring themselves out of this circumstance? Well, being poor doesn't mean that you have to be uninformed. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's plenty of information available. And I, that's another thing we have to do as as a, as a group. We have to form book clubs. We have to have bookstores. We have to have the ability to disseminate information. We have to have the ability to be visible so that when people, instead of them sitting around looking at the uh, Seinfeld, they can be looking at, uh, hey, these are our people. Look at what they're doing. Uh, uh, why can't we be a part of that? You know, I think that the fact that, that we are poor, and we are all poor, we may not know it, uh, because these people have the ability to move us around like they move the Native American reservations. So if you don't have the ability to be where you want to be, when you want to be, you are poor. So we just have to change our thinking. You know, we could, just because you're poor does not mean that you're not, uh, you know, that you don't have a brain. You still have that same brain that every other human being was born with. So we, what we have to do is to change our thinking, is to change our mindset. Instead of looking at something and say, I can't, we have to look at it and say we can't. Because you can never be successful at doing anything when you question your ability to do it. There is nothing. There's nothing on this planet that is impossible for us if we just believe that we can do it. And if we, mm-hmm. if we just continue to get up and seek information, you know, just because you read one book doesn't make you a genius. Just because you read two books doesn't make you a genius. You can read a thousand books and still not be a genius. And, and and I remember hearing a, a gentleman say one time in, in a speech, he said, "If he, you you can't possibly consume all the information that's out there, but you do have to get up with the mindset that I want to try to make today better than yesterday, and I want to try to make tomorrow better, 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 and better. I want to do that every day. If I get up every day and say I want to make things better, then that's going to be my mindset. And that means that I'm going to start to make the right decisions that's going to be conducive for betterment and, and, and growth. So we have to move beyond the mindset of America. We have to move to our own. We have to create our own uh, di- dichotomy. We have to look and say, wait, you know, we have to look at the facts. You don't have to be a genius. Look around you. Walk down the street. I was driving around the other day. And I saw more homeless people, and, you know, uh, it, it was bad a few years ago. It's getting worse. 
there are there are some of those so-called uh, uh, economists that are predicting that by the year 2030, we're going to have 10 cities all over America because the jobs are not going to be here. So what does that mean? We have to stop looking for jobs and start looking for careers. We have to start following our own intuition. We have to start following our own dreams. We have to figure out what do we want our life to be like, not what somebody else wants to allow me to have. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that, uh, you know, letting me ram my own like that. But uh, I really truly believe that we have to challenge everything in existence that we've been exposed to. And uh, people say, well, no, I believe in God. I believe in the church. I believe in that. Yeah. Well, I ask you one question. What has it done for us globally? What has it done for us globally? We need to ask those questions. And then we need to have be intelligent enough to recognize when there's a default. And I'd say that there's a default uh, in, in, the, in what we've been experiencing in America. There's a default in what these other groups are coming into Africa, raping it of all this, uh, you know, of all this value. So we have to turn that around. The only way to turn that around is to come together. And, and to come together first starts with what? You have to go out there and dig up information. You have to figure out what works and what doesn't work. You know, if you do that, then every time it, there's an old saying that people always say, each one, teach one, every time somebody stops you in the corner, have a message for them, a positive message. Every time you get an opportunity to speak to a, a group, uh, let them know what your message is and what it stands for and what the purpose of it is. Because right now, the only purpose that people have in America is can I become middle class or can I become rich? How about can we make the world a better place for all of us? Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is 225CL Entertainment. This is Reverend Dr. Nina Kwekum and uh, the co-host of Brother Corey Jeffries. Uh, How do you want to respond to that, Mr. Jeffries? Well, you know, you're you're hitting it on, you know, all all uh, all gears. You're shifting them just right. But the thing is, um, you know, how can we really uh, get people to start moving on this stuff? I've always asked myself that, and it, and it seems, you know, because there's, there's so much to attack. It's almost like you know, brain freeze. If I can borrow the the the, uh, the, uh, the name of your book, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's almost like we're in brain freeze mode because we're so much like 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 deer in the headlights that we don't know which direction to to go because there's so much to fix. It's like it's like we're riding a, a boat that has a million pinholes in it, and it's like and it's like which hole. Is bigger. Which one do we try to plug first? You know, and 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 uh, and then when we look at uh, again, even though voting doesn't seem to have changed anything for us, but then it's still relevant every time an election comes around because even though we know that the system already has a manifest, this vote. Is no different than the slave ship. It's our, it, it launches from point A and it's already manifested to go to point B. 
And if we're all on this ship and President Obama is the admiral and he's admirably trying to change the direction of the ship, but it's already manifested, all he can do is maybe uh, go a little out of the way. Maybe maybe we'll see an island we didn't realize existed and maybe some of us have an opportunity to get off. But if we get off, is that going to be a better place than just riding this out? Or do we ride with him for two terms and, and let them pick up the next uh, puppet, which could be Donald Trump? And if that's the case, Dr. Kwaku, I hate to keep throwing these questions at you, but you seem to be uh, well-versed on what the real possibilities are when this stuff comes. So my question to you now, um, and then we're going to see if Lady Roz is still on the line. My question is to, to you is uh, what do you think a Trump presidency would look like if this guy actually became president? Well, uh, boy, you don't want me to get on Mr. Trump, but let me just say this. I was looking at a, at a special the other night on, on uh, Brother Trump over in Dubai and how they were making slaves out of people over there. And and, and this guy has already uh, told us what he's going to do. You know, so we have to be actively listening. Uh, he wants to send uh, Muslims out of the country. He wants to send the Mexican back to Mexico. But I want to and, make them, can, and make them build a wall too, and pay yeah, for it. And, and the only reason I could see he would want to do that. And I don't think he wants any women in office too, because because yeah. the ones he's pointed out so far have been too dumb or too ugly to be in office. Yeah. Well, so, the thing about the thing about this guy is that he figured out something. Uh, he, he touched that people they are constantly talking about it. He touched on the racism that exists deep in the society. Notice the people that, that come to his rallies and act like crazy people because for the first time... Those are the ones. Yeah, first time in history in a long time, they you can openly get out and say these things and become more popular. These people can't wait. They want a Trump in there. This guy's already... He's already talking about the, uh, uh, the Supreme Court. Well, what do you think the Supreme Court is going to do? They're going to tighten those rules back up that's going to make life more difficult for us, not only in America but worldwide. These people, Trump, Trump is, is you know, they try to stand over there and say, well, look, I don't know about this guy. I don't trust him. I don't think he's, uh, you know, I don't know if he's the guy that's going to lead the Republican Party. They love Trump. But here's the other thing that people have to understand. Even if Trump gets in there, he would be the same puppet that any other president. Yeah, because yeah, the ship's already as, sailed. As, as long as the GOP controls the House and the Congress, what is he going to do except do what they want him to do? And he's already gave them. That's why he's so popular. He's already told them, I'm going to support all of your racial agendas. You know, just let me be president. And that's what he wants to do. So we have to be, you know, as, as people, uh, we have to uh, question our own thinking when we can continue to participate in a, in a political show. And then the reality of it is that life does not change very much 
for us, our people. So what do we do? You know, do we stay at home? In fact, I've heard some brothers, I was talking to some brothers the other day that said that they thought it would be good if Trump got in there because they would change the rules so bad to the screws are already tightened on African people. They would get even tighter. Maybe that will send a shockwave to us, and we'll realize that we've got to stand up and be counted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, we have to we have to take take the time to think about what it is we want to do and whether we want to continue to live in a society where we have no power, no control, we don't have uh, no say so in the education of our children. So we have got to get about the business of trying to figure out what's good for black people all over the world, not what's good for black people in America, because the reality of it is that we're going to have to connect with each other so that we can support each other, you know, and, and, and that means economically and otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Lady Ross, are you still, are you out there anywhere? We're just listening. Okay, she's not out there, I guess, right now. Um, well, there's a question on here. Somebody asks, is, is since all black people are Muslims by birthright, uh, do you think his intent is to deport all blacks in America? I'm not and sure. And talking about, about Trump. Do you think his, his intent yeah. would be to deport all blacks? Yeah. yeah, well, my thing is I'm not so sure that all black people are, are, are Muslims by birthright because we need to understand that you know, that, that, that Muslims and Islam came along, you know, uh, after Christianity. They were doing the same kind of things that Christianity was doing. They were coming in. Uh, you heard about the Christian crusades where the Muslims was running through Africa, cutting people's heads off who refused to accept Islam. So we need to be careful about what we are connected and say we are because these are all relatively new religions when you go back into the angles of history, you know. So black people are not necessarily Muslims by birthright. You know, I think from a spiritual context, you know, that uh, I'm not sure how many people out there know. You know what Allah means? Allah? You know, that that really means that you believe in one creator, one, one being, you know, so in that context, I could say, yeah, we are all Muslims. Mm-hmm. But that's what they call it. Just like they call God Jesus. They call, uh, 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 you know, whatever uh, some of the other names that are used throughout the scriptures uh, uh, that that are referred to as the supreme being. So mm-hmm. I refer to myself that, as a spiritualist. I, and I believe that all people are spiritualists because all of us have a spirit. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm not going around telling people that if you don't believe that you are a spirit or a, you know, a part of the the creation, that somehow you're wrong and going to go to hell. You know, I'm not going to go around and and murder and and, and participate in crimes against humanity and, and talk about how God sent me out there to do it. You know, so we got to understand these religions that we've allowed ourselves to be indoctrinated with. You know, uh, you know, we need to learn how to appreciate being who we were put on this earth to be, to understand what your purpose is, understand who you are. I am a child. I am a, a I am a, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I am a direct link to the creative source that created everything in the universe. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but I am a spiritualist. 
I'm a spiritualist, and I believe that every spirit deserves my respect. I don't have a right to take that life or destroy that life or, or, or abuse the, uh, uh, the privilege of being in the presence of that spirit. You know, so we've got to learn that we have a brain of our own. Do not allow somebody to give us things and say this is who we are or this is what we are. I am a man, but I'm also a spirit. So that is my answer to that, that birthright thing that we we're talking about. And uh, all people, all people on this planet, you know, I think the scientists proved that the DNA of Lucy or Kadinka that they found that was over a million years old, that the DNA from all those people uh, mm-hmm. on this planet right now. So we are all, for intensive purposes, African. Because if we all came from this woman and this woman was from Africa, then we are all African. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there who would like to respond to that or who disagree with me or have another opinion, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, welcome. This is uh, T25CL uh, Entertainment. This is, uh, you know, just uh, if you have something to say, you have an opinion about this, we'd be glad to hear from you. Uh, uh, you know, it's great to have the 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 opportunity. What we've been trying to do here at T25CL is to create a venue for you to call in and have dialogue. I think this is one of the first steps that we have to take. We 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 don't have a problem with calling those TV shows and listening to all that crap, but T25CL Entertainment is here to provide information, education, music. We have books. We have uh, a lot of great artists uh, of all types that are connected to us, and we're here for one purpose, to come together as, as a, in, in a brotherhood and create a venue for, for, for African people to be able to voice their opinion and to hear something besides the, the, the normal stuff that we hear every day. Well, of course, uh, we encourage you to go to our website, www.t25cl.com, and uh, see how we're coming along with the movie United We Stand. We have a, a streamer going there. Um, uh, Monday, you can listen to Compton Politics. Tuesday, there's Straight Talk. Wednesday, there's Roz's Corner. Uh, of course, Thursday, that's us, Soul Vibration. And then Friday, you have uh, Keys to the Kingdom. And all of these shows uh, from here to L.A., uh, they're based, and uh, we're headquartered out of L.A., but all of these shows uh, have things uh, that, are, that, are, that are food for your soul in terms of uh, spirituality, um, what's happening uh, in our communities and across urban America, uh, we talk about global issues. And uh, our CEO, Andre Ward, and, and, and our brother, Ricardo Burgess, uh, these brothers have been grinding to create this brand. If you, can, if you can imagine what it must be like, what it must have been like for these CEOs, uh, the Steve Jobs who, who, who went to Stanford, and 
were, were financially able to drop out of school and start what we now know as Apple for uh, 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 Bill Gates and for Larry Ellison and Oracle and these 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 people to be able to uh, get basic loans in spite of whatever the mortgage companies were doing at the time or whatever the stock market was doing at the time uh, 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 and, and just have uh, an infrastructure of, of backing, whereas this, these brothers, uh, uh, Andre and Ricardo, had an idea and a dream and a skill set and the wherewithal to think outside the box enough to create a brand and to connect with like-minded people in the T25 family to 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 uh, start growing uh, this 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 brand by basically uh, a prime a good example is you look at like Too Short and a lot of these hip hop artists, African American black hip hop artists, if you will, that. Uh, couldn't get deals, you know, and they still had a dream, you know. So they took money out of their pockets and they invested it and they duplicated it and they sold uh, their wares out of the trunk of their car. And they did it in the, they did it in the urban American community, in the black community, because we, we are always connected through music and we like each other. And they sold their music and flooded the urban areas with it to the point where they were at a million sales just out of the trunk of the car. And that's what it takes for the higher-ups to listen to you. Take Spike Lee when he graduated from Atlanta U and then studied at Harvard Film School and so on and so forth. He couldn't get any financing. And he used students and they used credit cards and did all that. And I guess about sixty or 70000 they made She's Got a Hat, which grossed millions of dollars, and it turned into school days. And then all of a sudden, Hollywood sees that uh, they can tailgate on to the African-American community and get the big piece of chicken, you know, by just saying, well, hey, look, Spike, we can give you ten times what you grossed on all those movies together, but now you send them to our theaters and so on and so forth, and you'll make a great share of money. But of course, we've tagged on, and now we're getting a lot of that money too. Well, you know, they always seem to to make sure that they're able to make our money. They're able to make our money. That's the way it is in our communities. The liquor stores. The the, the 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 sports bars the the the, the nightclubs the restaurants it was only the sixties and and this is going backwards you know forty plus years it was only the sixties that we actually had control of all that stuff you know the pawn shops were like loan sharks we got not loan sharks the pawn shops were like loan shops meaning that when we came on hard times. We, we could we could we could we could get a loan where a bank might not give it to us. We could go to the pawn shop; they would secure stuff for us, get it, you know, until we could get to that next paycheck, and you know, and and, and uh, 
you know, keep things moving, you know, but we had an option to keep our money amongst ourselves. And how did we get away from that? How did that, how did that stop? Well, you know, the government is complicit in, in this whole thing. If, you, if you've read the book, uh, the, the, seen the movie Killing the Message, and, and, and then the COINTELPRO and the Tuskegee experiment where they put syphilis and uses some guinea pigs to see, uh, you know, about vaccinations and all those things. Uh, you know, uh, if, they, if, if the establishment can't attach themselves to our pocket, then they have been annihilated and they just keep stand, starting over. And, and this last COINTELPRO thing that was done against the Black Panthers to infiltrate our communities took it's that's that's the beast that split the family up. It split the black man and woman. When that crack epidemic came in in the eighties, late seventies and through the eighties, when that came into urban America, and only became an epidemic when the white kids started coming from uh, up in the hills down to 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 experience that too, and they started taking their problems back home. That's only when it became an epidemic. But long before they started doing that. That was our bread and butter, you know. And once our parents got split up, I don't mean mine because I was raised, I'm a baby boomer. I was raised with both black parents were in the house then. But I'm talking about my generation itself. We're the ones that got hit by this COINTELPRO. And so now, you know, the father's incarcerated, the mother's strung out, and grandparents are raising the kids. And these historic houses in West Oakland and in parts of East Oakland and North Oakland are now being removed from the grandkids that inherited these houses and weren't privy and able and knowledgeable to realize that you have to pay your property taxes. You know, they're, they're so busy being bombed out on this new weed that they've got everybody smoking and, and, and pants sagging and, uh, you know, uh, unqualified to get gainful employment other than what they hustle until they get caught, that houses are just, black houses are just walking away from the inheritors. And, and, and those who are sitting back, the wolves licking their chops in the banks after being bailed out of these mortgage things are coming up on our backs again by, uh, you know, taking this property and fixing it up, and and then you have big business coming in. The, the price of real estate's too high in San Francisco. Price of real estate's too high in San Francisco, so they're coming over here. And Silicon Valley's moving up. You see Uber's downtown Oakland. It's, there's no room for us. There's absolutely no room for us unless we make ourselves relevant again unless we make ourselves relevant again. So we're going to be visiting this in the future, in the shows to come, and we're going to start lining up uh, some guests for you. We're going to tell you about events and things that we have planned. Uh, I had hoped to cover a little bit of what happened up in Sacramento at the state capitol, having to deal with uh, some new bills that have to deal with police uh, being accountable and so on and so forth, and we'll save that for another show. But we certainly, myself and Dr. Kwaku, want to thank you for tuning in. We're getting close to that time, and, and I'm going to let Dr. Kwaku uh, take us out of here. Uh, we have about five minutes left. Uh, just stay encouraged. 
give us a call. Look us up on our website, www.t25cl.com. Call me directly, uh, 510-691-7090. If you have a sister, brother, cousin, aunt, uncle, anybody that's been through the system that needs housing or jobs, they've been incarcerated, Jeffrey's Peace Project, and, of course, Kugama Publishing, One Media Network, we can move your idea to a book, move your book to film, visit us through t25cl.com. Go ahead, Dr. Quakey. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, all of you great, great people out there who are listening, and those who are not listening, uh, you, you, you missed another opportunity to, to gather some information that's going to be very beneficial to us in the future. Once again, my name is Dr. Ninana Kwaku. Uh, you can even go to the website, uh, www.t25cl.com. I have a book listed on that called Whiteout. It has a lot of valuable information in it. Uh, it will give you some some pointers on what you can do to 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 move away from this this slave mentality, this white supremacy. I also have a couple other books out too. One called Brain Freeze, uh, dealing with the, the the stagnation of how we think, and I also have another book out called Ordinary Dads in Search of Manhood that you can get by going to my website at www.noangernoviolence.org. And you can order that, but those books through me only. You cannot get them at other places. And one of the reasons we are doing it this way because we're trying to keep that money flowing within the framework of what we're trying to do here at T25CL. Uh, once again, it's been a wonderful, you know, uh, uh, to have an opportunity to, to talk to you. And we hope that at some point in time that uh, you're going to be calling in and you're going to add to the conversation and challenge us, you know. And next week, in fact, next week, uh, you know, what we want to do is to really focus on the family. We want to talk about what we can do to overcome this process. we got to focus on the family. That means that we've got to deal with how we are raising our kids or how we are allowing a system to take control of our kids and then before you know it, you, you have a system before you even get to the so-called prison complex, complex you've got all of our children being medicated, uh, being miseducated in the schools, and, and, so, and, and they have no respect. Like you say, they're wearing their pants down so low that you can see everything that God created on them. And so we have got to change that dynamic. We, and the only way to do that is to get their attention. We have to get their attention. It is, be, it is on us as, 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 as black men and women to, to rise up and, and, and accept the challenge. Sure, there are people that are not going to like it. Sure, people are going to disagree with you. But that's all right. That, you know, we weren't put on this planet to, to agree with everything that somebody lay at our doorstep. So once again, thank you for listening in uh, to uh, – uh, Soul Vibrations, and this is T25CL Entertainment. And go to the website at T25CL.com. Check out the musical artists, the the uh, books, uh, music, whatever you uh, need. And you can also uh, listen to previous uh, shows that we've had uh, on uh, Soul Vibration. So once again, thank you very much. We love you. Hotep, and have a wonderful evening. God bless. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.